From Capybara Media, this is You're Gonna Be Great, the self-care podcast that supports you through life's ups and downs with mental health and wellness tips from experts. Here's your host, Emmy Evans. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking with Kelly Clement, um, a therapist who happens to be my aunt. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks for having me. And um, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do and your background? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you said, I'm a therapist. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice here in Salt Lake in private practice. I specialize in relationship work. I'm a certified Gottman Method therapist. Um, but I've worked in lots of areas of social work and healthcare in oncology at Huntsman and with the Institute on Aging in San Francisco and with the School of Medicine here in Salt Lake with substance abuse and other disorders. So yeah, I've been around the block a few times. (laughs) (laughs) And did you, did you know that you always wanted to go into therapy? How did that happen? You know, by accident, but when I look back, so, you know, I look back and I think as a kid, I was always like a little social justice warrior. (laughs) You know, I learned to read really early. I loved like the social studies things and weekly reader and, and life magazine. And I staged a sit in um, in sixth grade because we weren't allowed to wear pants. Amazing. Yeah, of course, we all got kicked out. So I think I think I've always wanted to be a social worker, um, and you know, to to do to do the good work. Um, as I got older, I was looking for ways to continue to use my licensure um, in you know, in ways that would suit my aging mind and body. So I went into private practice, which has been great. Nobody has died on my watch in years now, and I love that. Awesome. Um, and so that's what I do. That's amazing. Um, and as a therapist, during you know what's going on right now in the world with the COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. um, how is that affecting your practice? Like, how, how <laughs> what are you noticing a lot more anxiety in your clients? Like, yeah. how 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 is that affecting you? It, well, I'm noticing a lot more anxiety in me, which is impacting my practice. So like last week when everything was starting to feel really turned upside down, especially with the earthquake, um, I had a lot of cancellations and kind of went into super panic mode myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I wrapped my mind around, all right, you know, people need their therapist. Um, the few people that did want to come in really wanted to come in and um, because they've got a lot of concerns. So um, I made the big switch this week. Beginning this week, I will be doing all teletherapy. Um, from my office here or my home office, depending on how circumstances play out. I think that's amazing. I, I'm sure that a lot of your clients are really grateful that you're doing that. And it's so nice that people still have access during all of this craziness. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky because, you know, my clients tend to be fairly privileged. Um, and so they all have access to devices that we can do this on. And I, my concern is for people who um, are not as affluent and how they're going to get help. So, you know, if my business takes a downturn, I'll probably be doing a lot of pro bono or deep slides for people that just need the help. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point. I mean, there, there aren't many resources, especially in Utah. I, 
I read that there used to be better systems in place for mental health here. And then in the past 10 years, it's just declined rapidly. So that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. I know that there are some systems in place and um, I could get into, you know, all of the public health issues. Before I went back to graduate school to become a therapist, I worked in public health. So, but there are lots of public health reasons why we've lost a lot of um, mental health supports in our communities. So yeah, it's hard. And even, you know, it's hard to get insurance. A lot of insurance doesn't cover various mental health things. Um, specializing in couples and relationship work, lots of insurance doesn't cover that. And no insurance covers the particular model I work from. So that's part of why my clientele tends to be more affluent because they're paying out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, um, uh, my therapist is also in private practice mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'm, I'm sure for the exact same reason and, and dealing with insurance is also scary. I, I worked um, in, in healthcare compliance and there are a lot of hoops to jump through and there's a lot of stuff you have to be really careful about. So um, I totally get it. Yeah, um, the whole thing. Yeah. And so like, so right now with people dealing with all of this extra anxiety and all the uncertainty, uh, what are some things that people can do to help mitigate their anxiety and to practice self-care um, mm-hmm. If they don't have a therapist they can see regularly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so many things. I think I'm going to start hard, though. I think the very first thing that we all have to do is take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that we, we need to engage in, at the very least, social distancing. And, you know, if, if we're in a position where we can just isolate as much as possible, we should do that. And we look at all the other countries and the ones that are faring the best are the ones who had very strict um, policies in place regarding social distancing and mm-hmm. shelter in place. So, yeah please take it seriously. This is something that we have, we have some control over it. And the, th- the hardest part about anxiety is, you know, it often comes from a sense of no control. And I think that you and I both can relate to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Thinking about the things that give us control, you know, being responsible. I've been so heartened by how many of my clients that have popped up and said, um, yeah, we're really glad you're moving to teletherapy. We feel a lot more comfortable with that. And we think it's the responsible thing to do. So, yay. Um, and, and along that same line, you know, things over which you have some control. You have control over how well you treat yourself, both physically mentally and, and spiritually for that matter um, you know I, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody of forever saying um, I don't have time to work out I don't have time for this I don't have time for that well <laughs> the universe has just given us all the time we could possibly want for many of us and I, I'm not going to be an ingracious recipient of that gift and so we've taken up walking a lot a lot more than we used to we're dragging the kid out you know hitting hitting the streets hitting the hills um, <laughs> just trying to move our bodies um, and and we've lowered the bar on some other things you know we live in a home not a museum so if you know our crap's laying around big deal it's not the end of the world um, 
from a relationship standpoint, well, let me come back to the taking care of yourself. So basics, you know, like any shrink would tell you, go outside and move your body whenever you can. Try to eat well. Um, it's really easy to misuse substances at this time um, to self-medicate. Uh, that's, that's not going to, in the long run, help with your mood. Um, so think twice about that half a bottle of wine a night, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe you can, you know, a couple glasses, whatever. So those kinds of things. Um, feed your head. Read books. Go back to reading books that you know you love. Um, in our house, we're giant dorks. We love young adult science fiction. And my best beloved went up to the university library and brought home so much reading material for us. And a lot of it is old stuff, like, children's books from the 30s that I'm oh, about, you know, stuff. Cool. she's a professor, so we're lucky yeah. access to things like that. But, you know, feed your head. I just got off the phone with my dear friend, Steve, who is doing a free um, online auditing of a happiness course that Yale University is putting out. Oh, that sounds cool. I'll send you that link so that if people want to follow up on that, they can do that. But Yeah, for sure. Tons of places are providing access to free services and help. You know, it's just more uplifting. You know, um, lean into what's good. You know, we, uh, I guess it's been about a week. The first time we went up to Red Butte Garden and it was a little crowded for social distancing. People were being pretty polite and keeping a distance and so forth. But I marveled at all of these coping humans up there. You know, just taking advantage of the beautiful place we live and the beautiful day and moving their bodies and being with their families and their dogs, you know, leaning into what works. I, I think those are things that will really help. Um, and coming back to where I wanted to go from a relationship standpoint. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, people are going to want to hear this. I've been wondering what the divorce rate is going to be like after this. Oh, my gosh. I've had so many people say, your business is going to be so busy after all this. And, you know, yay. Um, <laughs> I'm in the business of ideally helping people live happy, healthy lives. But, you know, if you're happier and healthier apart, that's okay. Um, the thing is, you know, I learned this when I worked in oncology, that these kinds of life crises, acts of nature, do not necessarily bring out the best in us. It's not like a lifetime movie where everybody, you know, like pulls together. But we have the ability to try harder to do exactly that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one thing that I'm telling people is, you know, seek reassurance and give reassurance often and early with your partners and the people, other people with whom you relate. Um, it's really easy to default to our least elegant selves, you know what I mean, where mm -hmm. we are already anxious and maybe we're a little paranoid and we're not giving other people the benefit of the doubt or some slack. And so just to communicate really well, you know, um, classic example, hey, I'm experiencing you as grumpy, are we okay? Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, just asking that early and often and, and knowing that we're going to be doing this. We're going to be checking in with each other a lot and giving that reassurance whenever you can. Like lead with, yeah, we're okay. I'm really stressed, though. Don't gaslight anybody. Don't say, oh, I'm fine through gritted teeth, right? Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but, you know, just own what is and constantly be reassuring. Yeah, we're okay. This is really hard, though, and I am grumpy. You're right, you know. Um, I'm, I'm experiencing you as critical. Are we okay? Oh, I'm sorry that came off as critical. It's probably just my anxiety coming through. We're okay. 
those kinds of things. And, and obviously, as in the best of times, we're going to have big and little beefs with each other, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, having good communication skills of instead of saying, you know, you this and you that, it's just to speak your own perspective. Yeah, I'm really struggling. And it would help me a lot if whatever, you know, <laughs> you would not go outside and I don't know, I'm, I'm going to make up something really silly, but whatever the beef is, right? Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, that old hack thing from Psych 101, your standard I message? Yeah, like and, I feel. Yeah, I feel blah, blah, blah about uh -huh. blah, blah, blah. I need blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. It's not super hack, but it is like the core of all clean, responsible communication. And we know that if we are upset and we go into a conversation with somebody with our fingers literally or metaphorically pointed out, talking about you this and you that and you always and you never, we can tell, the data shows us that we can tell within the first three sentences of that conversation whether or not it's going to escalate. And so to come to your best beloved and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm experiencing as objectively as possible, right? Mm -hmm. This is what I need, you know, and, and never forget the part about your, the emotional impact on you, right? So Yeah, uh, that's really good advice. I, I honestly, I always thought, you know, like I was a pretty good communicator and I was a pretty, like, you know strong, thoughtful person until therapy. And I realized how, how poor I was at asking for my needs to be met specifically. And it's amazing how helpful it is and how great it is for, you know, my husband, like he, he really, and he's, you know, especially the kind of person who really needs to be told exactly what you need. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's amazing how, how much it works and like how great your relationship you know, can evolve just from that, like being so specific about needs. Yeah, yeah. And, and it gives your partner something to work with. Rather than telling them everything that's wrong with them, which is going to put them on the defensive, right? Automatically. And it's mm -hmm. defensiveness is one of the number one killers of relationship. So, you know, instead of that, you're imploring to them as your best beloved, hey, um, you know, I'm noticing this thing and it causes me to feel this way. And what I'd really rather have is this. Can you help me out? Right? Instead of just like pointing your fingers out. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But I think that we are all going to have to really ramp up just our general communication during this time. Lots of check-ins. You know, what do you need? How are you doing? All the time, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that that will help a lot. Um, and, you, you know, go on. Oh, I was going to say, do you think this is a good time for people to, like, read a Gottman book and, like, try to work through issues? Or is this a time to just, like, do your very best and lay low and get through it? I think it depends it? on the couple and the issues. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it were a particularly volatile couple and they didn't have access to, you know, say a third party such as myself, <laughs> um, it, it might not be super helpful. It might be OK to, you know, pick your battles. Right. And, and just try to operate from a place of generosity toward yourself and the other person. But, you know, having said that, I think this is a great time. If we have time and mental energy on our hands, I, I love all the books by the doctors, John and Julie Gottman. Um, 
I love everything that uh, Esther Perel is doing. Her podcasts are so great. She talks about relationships and sexuality. Uh, Susan Johnson is so great. She does an emotionally focused therapy uh, model for relationship work. Um, you know, doing your own work at this time, right? Mindfulness exercises. There's, there's a ton of overlap and a ton of evidence to support all the different mind-body interventions that seem so popular right now. Um, but they work, you know. Mm -hmm. Meditation, structured breathing, creative visualization, self-hypnosis, um, all those things are super helpful. So it, anything that's going to help you feel more chill and a little more um, educated about better practices is not going to be a bad thing. It's going to be a good thing. So I, yes, in response to your question, yes, I recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love all those resources too. And um, guys, we'll put everything below the podcast so you can easily access all of those um, podcasts and books that she suggested. Yeah. And, and I'll send you as many as I come across. Yeah, those are amazing. I haven't, I haven't checked out any of those, so I need to do that reading myself. Um, hmm. That's yeah. all really great advice. And is there is there anything else that you think is really crucial right now as we wrap this up? Like anything that stands out that you would like to tell everyone? Yeah, I probably the most woo-woo thing I would ever say to anybody is that I believe that as a race, as a race of human beings, that if we set our intentions toward, you know, positive outcomes, that we can make this, make the world better. I, f I really do feel hopeful that we can come out uh, out of the other side of this as, you know, better people, more connected, more compassionate, more resourceful and resilient. Um, and, and so to go through your life with those things in mind, instead of perseverating about, you know, it's end times, we're all fucked. <laughs> this is, you know, we can let it bring out the worst in us or we can let it bring out the best in us. Um, it's a matter of intention and, um, and just doing your own work, right? I completely agree. And that is the best way to leave off on this. On that positive note, guys, um, thank you, Kelly, for joining us and all of your amazing advice. Everyone, we'll see you the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Misty. I appreciate this so much. And everybody listening, stay well and stay in your own little pod. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. You bet. Bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of You're Gonna Be Great. If you've got a minute, please share with your friends and family and leave a review. If you've got questions or comments or you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can find our contact info below. Thank you and stay safe out there.